Look what's coming in your mail. It says, get 11 albums for only $1 when you join the Columbia Record and Tape Club. Terrific? Well, I'm about to tell you how to go this offer one better and get 12 records or tapes instead of 11 for that very same dollar. <laughs> This is Ken. Hey, this is Cal. And we are Not, Not at Us. Welcome back, everybody. How you doing, Cal? I'm good. How's it going? Good. Hey, we are not on a remote. We are at the original studios for this one. Yeah, home base. And it's time to do one that we've talked about in previous podcasts. This is going to be a serious one. We wanted to talk about music. This is a good one. Music is uh, everything to me. It's one of the most important things, so and, this is going to be good. And here also, this is Boomer versus Millennial. And as we talked about before, and we'll talk about again, this is bigger than the two of us. It is. So we have guests today. We you have guests. You want to introduce who, yours and I'll introduce mine? No, I'll let you introduce yours. Go ahead. Okay. I got my wife, Teresa, back with us from Managing Chaos Podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Getting to be a regular. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, That's her fee for letting her... Letting us use her table. There you go. <laughs> we have to let her join. We call it a studio. There are tables in studio. studios. Yeah, you yeah. Just gave away. Looks a lot like a kitchen. But I needed to bring in the heavy hitter. I have three-time Grammy Award watcher. I've got my brother-in-law, Chuck. How you doing, Chuck? Good, good. It's uh, great to be here, everybody. And uh, I've heard the podcast. They're great. I've enjoyed them. So it's uh, nice to be a part of them. Thank you. Glad Welcome. to have you here. And I said that I had a tag phrase for today. And we can hashtag it. Is that that's that's a yes, millennial that's a word? Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a thing. <laughs> but it would be uh, we had Seeger. You guys got Bieber. No, no, we don't. No, Bieber is not. <laughs> not no, we're ours. done. We're not playing that. Episode is over. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, uh, turn the page. Uh, you know, I mean, there's just so many things and directions that we can go. But we need to talk about music, and of course, us boomers are going to be passionate that we had the best music. And, and we're keeping this pretty much to rock, right? I dabble a little bit. I'm going to talk a little bit about some rap, but mostly this is going to be rock. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we wasn't going to dive off into country. and. No, let's not. Oh, you don't want me to tell them about your country past? <laughs> I've got a great country Are you past. hiding that? I'm definitely not hiding it. I was, that way, I was just trying to keep it so that you could keep up. I'm just saying, the first song that I ever knew the words to was Achy Breaky Heart. Yes. And that was not my fault. No, no. Uh, I want to say I've had you on stage many a times singing Hillbilly Rock, playing a guitar, probably eight years old, kicking your leg. I'll have to find pictures for your wife. Chuck is also a performer. I do have photos out there wearing Elvis glasses, singing. Uh, what was you singing, Chuck? Um, gosh, it was a it was a long night. I don't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how all of those went. Yeah. But Chuck plays guitar. I play guitar. Uh, we've pretended like we've been better guitar players. Me and yep. him spin off partying before and uh, convinced people that. You was a guitar player for Kid Rock, and I was a manager yeah. or something. No, I uh, actually was the uh, I was the tuner. You were the tuner. Kid, yeah, yes. I, I tuned the guitars and played them, made sure they were ready for the concert, and uh, it worked quite well. It was a good story. It was a good story, especially you guys when had the whole trailer park behind you at that point. Yes, yes. <laughs> Up until the point that we had to leave, and I, I rode Ken's wife's bike home. <laughs> To the boat. Oh, this and, is that uh, story. Yeah, and I uh, misjudged the curb a little bit okay. and uh, went 
ass over apple cart. So yeah, Kelly has stories from there too. We won't. <laughs> we got a lot of stories about that place. That's yeah, guys, fun. don't go to Tawas anymore. With Kelly. Yeah. Well, the the best part of it was when we was convincing these people. This one lady said, "Well, you got to hear my granddaughter. She's wonderful." And she grabbed some earbuds, her earbuds, and stuck them in my ears. Gross. Oh. Kind of gross. And gave you the CD or cassette, from what I remember. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. What, what little we remember. What else did she give you? <laughs> <laughs> We're not sure. The test are not back yet. At the end of most of these shows, we have ended up. Not at odds over things. Yeah, today's going to be different. I think this might so be a little bit different. Down. I really think that we've we've had it. Wow, I mean, we've had it be best. One of those shows because yeah. things have really changed. We're going to have in our ballpark almost thirty-eight years ago today. Do you know what happened almost thirty-eight years ago? That's before you guys were born. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how far back we're going. But thirty-eight years ago, nineteen eighty-two was when. Ozzy Osbourne. Do you know the name Ozzy Osbourne? I do. I just actually heard news about Ozzy today. Yeah. You go first and I'll finish up. Okay. Well, one of my points already is when I said, have you heard of Ozzy Osbourne? You said. Yeah, I heard he has Parkinson's today. Okay. All right. But that's when he bit the head off of a bat. Okay. This day and age. You remember hearing about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This day and age with millennials. That would have had to be a tofu bat. Tofu bat. Ha, ha, it would ha, have ha. to be. I, I'm serious. Right. I mean, yeah. we had. Yeah, they would have taken him down. Yeah. Peter would have taken him down. Peter would have took him down. That's right. I feel like it wasn't okay then. <laughs> Didn't he catch crap yeah, back then? Well, he did a bat and a dove. <laughs> okay. So he was an equal opportunity uh, <laughs> an, animal biter. Yeah, you know, so. I don't know if you guys heard this, but uh, I had seen, and I don't remember, I wish I knew which band it was, but a band from this generation um, recently. Ozzy played with them, and then there was some like buzz afterwards, like, "Oh, I'm so happy that this band is making Ozzy Osbourne like, you know, famous or whatever." Oh yeah, they're giving him credit for taking yeah. this no no yeah. named Ozzy out on the road with them, or yeah. <laughs> putting him in the yeah. song. We're like, mm. so we wanted to start off by talking about how we receive our music and our media, our format. So how do you start getting music? Because I think my, you've probably caught up, but I think the way I ended up getting music through all my life, and especially like teenage years, was drastically different than any generation before. I agree. Mm-hmm. So do you want to start? Okay. Sure. Chuck. Yep. You was thumbing through the magazine and said, hey, this is how I can get some new music. That uh, was 10 for a penny or 12 for a penny, whatever it was. Columbia and, uh, House. Columbia House. And... Okay. Uh, by the time you ended up uh, you know, done with the contract, it cost you about probably 250 300 bucks for 10 albums. So, Chuck, you sound like a good guy if that cost you 250 bucks for a couple right. albums, because I don't think that's how most people used Columbia House. I was going to say, didn't people just like send away for it and then never pay it? Well, you had to buy at least two. Yeah. You had to buy a certain number uh, by the time it was all said and done, or else they continued to charge you they sent them to you every month mm-hmm. whether you, you know you'd have to send it back, send it back. and there was there was a little more involved than that but so columbia house was still kicking around when i started getting into music because they had the cd club then and remember it wasn't a magazine they i'm sure you guys remember this they'd send you a giant booklet like pamphlet of stamps and you'd go through and peel out these perforated stamps for what cds you wanted and you'd I stick them now. to the postcard and send them in and then that would qualify you, and that's when they'd start sending you the monthly CDs. And then they'd do it automatically, and unless you canceled, and then you had to send them back if you didn't want them. But, of course, nobody sent them back. So then that's when you end up paying $250 for 
Correct. couple cities. Correct. But I don't think that's what this guy did. No, that's not what I did. And I'm sure, let me just ask you, Chuck, how many aliases did you have <laughs> in Columbia House? I was, I was straight. You know, I was uh, on the path to, to righteousness. So I, you know, I never did it. You know, I never strayed one way or the other from the from the album. So if I owed it, I owed it and I paid it. Good for and you, Chuck. I don't think that's right. I think he must what still is, owe money. But, but I did. Uh, I did waiver you know beyond that once i once i got in high school and you know there were many more vices at that time so so how does degenerate across from me do it same address it wasn't computerized then i would do it all to the same address just under different last names and i'd be at least five at a time but i'd buy those too i was diligent close it out but i'd have all these rolling at the same time but when it got crazy is when they were sending me five of the same Your every month. Pick. Every month because they could pick for you. But I learned a lot of good music then, too. I heard a guy the other day talking on a radio show. He said that he did that, but he was not getting them. He was not getting his picks, but he was getting bills. His mom was getting them and wrapping them up for Christmas for him. Thought <laughs> she was doing something great. But something that you asked the other day, Kelly, we was talking about albums. You said it was albums back then, and that's why on my iPad I have a picture of them. Oh, no. Just to be so straight, I knew albums existed back then, I obviously. didn't say that. That's how it come across. <laughs> I'm talking about I didn't realize Columbia House did the vinyl okay. back then. I thought it was just right. CDs and cassettes. Yep. We got to talk about albums. Okay. Because you said to me... If that's the way it was now, what? I'd sign right up. I'd have them coming every day, probably. Going for our format. That's our format. Yes, yes. And it was a great format. I mean, the albums, you hit, there wasn't a lot of information about the artist or the band back then. So, you know, records were was the way that you had to kind of find out about it. Or the radio stations. But there really wasn't a lot about the artists. I mean, I think they would have, like, a sun, Sunday night, they may have a special on a specific band and if you got to listen to it it was it was good it was good to find information out but otherwise it was from friends magazines sometimes um but there wasn't a lot of information like you can find at will these days about artists and in their life you know i think that's a good point you had mentioned like um the album art is something that would drive you to them yes um obviously vinyls come back big now and a lot of people say it's oh it sounds better i don't know if it sounds better but i think art's a big thing for me right like i don't pick bands because of the art on the albums but that's why i've switched to buying vinyl now because you get the nice big beautiful artwork versus a little plastic case that's gonna get thrown away Right. Well, I was going to ask you that because I didn't know, but with the vinyl coming back, does it have a lot of artwork involved? Not in the inside. Um, like you've told me about like the uh, Alice Cooper ones that you've had. <laughs> hey, look what I that. just happened to have here. That was not staged. <laughs> it um, wasn't staged. It wasn't. That's what I have right here. But yeah, we don't get stuff like that anymore. Um, it's really dumbed down. It's mainly for that front cover art. Okay, because all of ours got to talk about Boston or ELO. They had a spaceship on the front of that. I probably yeah. looked at that thing for 12 hours. Right. They thought they'd at least give you something entertaining, right? Something entertaining, <laughs> and it was yep. good. Molly, uh, Molly Hatchet had the Death Dealer on the front of their first album with the uh, horse, with the warrior sitting on its back with smoke coming out of the horse's nostrils and the axe and bloody axe, and that was just like the coolest thing ever. And even Cheech and Chong, which is comedy, what did they have? They had a huge rolling paper inside of theirs. That's but, true. But I'm sitting here holding up. I Chuck's know. like, ha, 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 ha. That was good. Yeah. This is, I didn't know that. I know this is a podcast and you can't see this, but I brought one of my favorite albums 
this is from when I was a kid too. Mm-hmm. And it was Alice Cooper. And I liked Alice Cooper and other people uh, like Meatloaf. When they did an album, every song tied in to the next. It was a rock opera. Is that, is that the right term? Yes. They have a new name for it now. Um, concept album. Well, I just want to show a couple of things. And what was so interesting is, and what do you see on the front there, Kelly? Um, is that Kiss? No, straighten up. <laughs> <laughs> and that it's is Alice, Alice Cooper, Cooper, and he's got lots of makeup, and you see the nice bright reflection of, I can't tell okay, what it is. And what's in his eyes? Can you look in his eyes? People. People. So you see people. This album is about when he spent dead time. People. Nope, these aren't the dead people. This is the from the inside album, from when he was in an insane asylum. But you can open it up, and everybody that he sings about, they have stage in there, okay? Mm. So there's pictures of the crazy nurse and the crazy people. Even on the back, there's doors, words. You open it up, there he is. The important thing is it had words. These albums had words in there so you could follow along. You know, we are still getting those. Minor right. notes. Okay. Yep. Oh, back to the inside, I forgot. It's from the inside, but the quiet room, you open a little door, and what's in there? That's Alice Cooper. That's Alice Alice Cooper there, Teresa. Mm -hmm. And then the album jacket is covered with words, more photos. I mean, there's just so much art involved. And that's just this one. That's... So is that your copy, um, or is that like a nostalgic thing that you went back and found? No, that's my copy. I still that's have awesome. a few Again, from the Sloan Museum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A Flint reference. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we could spend hours, or I know I did. I didn't know Chuck then, so we didn't together watch that. But uh, no, I would spend hours looking at the albums and just taking it all in. This is prior to MTV. And when you had the album at home and you got to open it, just the smell of the album and the feel of it and just looking at everything that you could find on the band and whatever little tidbit of information you could get... And the fun part, uh, when you were old enough to get to to the store and drive yourself and, and go with some buddies and stuff, you got to spend time in the record store and just go through album after album after al- album of you know rock or pop or whatever it was that you liked at that point in time. And that was the that was a fun part as well. It's just spending time at the record store and going through the different uh, genres. So then, after albums, then they went to what did they go to after that, Chuck? Well, CDs. No, cassettes. You skipped a couple generations. And you missed a few. Well, no, eight tracks. Well, well, I was thinking that cassettes and eight tracks were kind of all in there because I, when I was first able to drive, I had eight track in my car, but I still had albums. And then shortly so they're after, like the same part of the same generation. Yeah, same, different parts of the same yeah, generation. Yeah, because you listen to albums long before. So you guys would have to buy stuff twice. Yes. Oh, I Ouch. I did double a yeah, lot. Yeah. I had doubled hmm. a lot until we could get to the point to where you could tape. You know, with a cassette, you, right? Because you couldn't do it on a track. You couldn't tape anything. Right. But with a cassette, you could tape the album. Or you had buddies that would tape hundreds of songs. They would listen to stuff on the radio, and they would tape different songs. So you had. I remember everything. doing that. Yeah. Waiting for Wait, the song to come on the radio that song. so that Absolutely. you could tape it. Yeah, I remember that. And eight tracks. I don't know. Have you guys ever remember listening to an eight track? I've never seen one. I've never seen it. Really? Any. Yeah. Uh, the first home that we had, Kelly. Did you know that we had a built-in eight track player? <laughs> no. Throughout our trailer <laughs> we had the best trailer on the block boy we yeah, had a trailer CD if the trailer is rocking the cb we had a fireplace and a trailer oh my gosh but yeah, the biggest yeah. thing about eight tracks was right in the middle of your favorite song 
What would it do, Chuck? It would skip or it would go to the next track. In yeah, the middle the of the song? It was yes. always, they didn't have it timed out to where it would go to the next track because it was an eight track, but it would have four different tracks that it flipped to. So you'd be at the halfway through a song and it would click over to another song. You'd be like, oh, geez. That's sad. Yeah. It's That's sad. Awful. Just before you got to the lead, you know, the guitar player, it would click and you'd have to wait half a second for it to kind of catch up and then the lead would start yeah and no real fast forward and reverse no, they, they really had good. some that kind of had a little bit of a fast forward but yeah. that you didn't have the 15 I, second I, skip yeah i i did not yeah <laughs> did not really How like did you live did not really like eight track going back to albums do you know what the first one that you got was i just thought we'd throw that yeah in. it was uh nazareth hair of the dog Oh, that's my first it, concert. And again, it was the, that's that's interesting. That's cool. That's cool. And we didn't know each other back then, so that's even more cool. Um, but uh, that was the, you know, get get 10 uh, albums for a penny. And I bugged my mom. I was seventh, eighth grade. I said, Mom, just, just let me pick one album. So I just went through, and I didn't know anything of anything. And I said, oh, that looks cool, because it was a dragon on the front of this album cover. And I said, that's got to be cool. And Bingo Bango was Nazareth Hair of the Dog, and it was cool. There you go. Mine was uh, America, Horse with No Name. Wow. I don't know if that was the name of the album, but that's the name of the song, yeah. anyhow. Yeah. And so that was kind of cool. And then my sister would go to the library. The library? Uh-huh. <laughs> Li- library? Library. <laughs> and you say Tawas. To get libations? <laughs> I said Tawas. I you know. can I, go I, back. You did say it right. You did say it right. I know. I I. I catch a lot on that anyhow she'd go to that place with the books and you could check out albums and i usually say albums albums and then she would trade them for me me not knowing that they are from the say it for me library thank you (laughs) and king crimson all this great artwork and then i would find out they was due back to the library i still have some of these so she'd <laughs> trade you and then be like, oh, you yes. gotta take it back. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Not, not, awesome. not the one that you're married to, Chuck. So I, I see a Seinfeld uh, episode coming up here where you owe like hundreds of thousands of dollars for it's, it's outstanding albums. It's in her name. <laughs> How many times did it take before you were like, no, I'm not trading with you anymore? I said it was great artwork. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give up on that. You can't do that. <laughs> then it went to 8-tracks, and then it went to cassettes, and that was a big deal. I thought when cassettes come out, and I yes. had to switch right over. Cassettes were cassette. cool. It was much better. I, I remember my senior year graduating, got enough money to buy a Pioneer Super Tuner which had a round tuning apparatus in the front and a cassette player, hooked it up with a 100-watt amp, four speakers in the back, six by nines. It was just like heaven. People would hear me coming down the road from miles, and it was just the most awesome thing ever. What kind of sticker could we have gave him? Are they getting a bold sticker? Yeah, yeah. He would really be a candidate for a bold sticker because of the music being so loud and carrying on another funny story on that yeah before we go from there my dad used to get up in the morning before i did obviously because i was uh you know never not never got up before noon at that at that stage in my life and uh dad would take my car to go get cigarettes uh because it was the easiest one to get into well he didn't realize that the amplifier kicks in about 30 seconds later so he would he would enjoy ted nugent at full volume and uh try to hit every button he could to, to turn the thing off so. you just dropped another name you ever heard of ted nugent you guys mm-hmm. the nuge. okay the nuge okay so, well do you remember your first cassette i know that's a tough one i do not okay. i remember my first eight track what was your first eight track van halen their very first album 
Running okay. with the devil. Running with the devil. That I had before anybody else did. My buddy's uncle was at a radio station. And when they came out, Van Halen came out, disco was still a big thing. And we brought it into a party that half of it was disco and the rest was Bob Seger slow songs and put that on. And all our friends about threw us out. A month later, that is the hottest thing out there. And we was already over it. That's right. <laughs> You were on to the next big thing. Yeah, cassettes, my first cassette I got, I found, and it was The Doors. This is where I'm going to catch some crap because boomers are supposed to love The Doors. I am not a fan of The Doors. I actually threw that cassette out. I did not like it. Do you think less of me? Do you think less of me, Chuck? No, I wasn't. I I liked The Doors. Again, there there were so many musicians that we had, you know, back at that time, and you had to pay hard-earned money to get those albums if the you know the ten things for a penny weren't available. Uh, so <laughs> you bought the music that you listened to. So Doors was not one of those, unfortunately. You know, also the Beatles were not one of those. Uh, you know, the Who. I mean, there's a lot of bands that are just the ultimate in everybody's mind. But you know, I just didn't get them because they weren't in my genre at that point in time. Mm. And then from that format, we're we're moving up to the millennials here pretty wait, quick. Wait, You're I, about to... I've had cassettes. Did you have a cassette? Do you know what your first cassette was? I don't know if I actually had any official cassettes. I, I had a lot of Mickey the blank Mouse, ones, probably. Yeah, My... uh, probably uh, Chipmunks singing uh, probably Achy Breaky Heart again. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, Teresa? Um, well, funny enough. It was Billy Ray Cyrus. Was it? It was. <laughs> okay. I loved Achy Breaky Heart. New year. It was my it was my favorite song when I was like five years old. And my mom always tells a story about how me and my best friend walked down the mall screaming Achy Breaky Heart at the top of our lungs. Oh, you and Kelly was destined, wasn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Destiny brought them together. I guess. What you did lose with the cassettes was all of the artwork, some you could still get the words in there, but the thing yeah. that you did gain with cassettes, which I don't know if your generation, well, you might have with CDs, but making a mixed tape for your girl. Yeah, by the time I was in high school, it was CDRs, yeah. all the blinks. The have blinks. you ever made a mix? When was the last time you heard somebody say that? I've got, got some. Any blinks. Yeah. blinks. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever make a mixed uh, CD? I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Um, by the time I was in high school, it was all about downloading music. So, yeah. yeah it's ripping everything, mixing everything. But Yeah. I still mm-hmm. did uh, a lot. I did a lot of those mixed tapes or CDs. And one that I did for my wife was, I think it was Eddie Murphy that had a Things That Make You Go, Hmm. It's one of his punchlines. And I did all these songs, and every song had the word love in it. It was Love Sponge and all these. But I named it, and it's supposed to be Things That Make You Go, Hmm. It says... Things that make you go hum. hum. Oh my gosh. We was first dating <laughs> and I sent her that. See, I was never a huge fan of um, mixtapes or compilations. I liked them to listen to them to hear like a new band or something. But I always like listening to the full album. Like I'm one of my favorite things right now, even still, when I'm, I have one of my albums on and like one song ends and I know it's about to hit on the next song. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know the whole album. Oh, yeah. 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 That's still one of my favorite things. So I was never a big fan of the mixes. But the mix was pouring your heart out. D- did you ever do that? Did yes. you make them? Yep. It was pouring out your heart to your loved one, and that was these hmm. songs, and it just made you connect. I was a fat, geeky kid when I was in high school, so I didn't have anybody to pour hearts out to. You did have a nice Hawaiian shirt and bleached hair. Bleached blonde cool. hair, and yeah. still cool. nobody yeah. to pour my heart out to. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> Teresa was out there somewhere. It just wasn't the time. Yeah, no, I wasn't into the bleached hair. <laughs> Damn it. First, <laughs> first CD, Chuck? 
First CD, um, I'm thinking it's it's got to be something like um, maybe April Wine. Hmm. Boy, that's a I had that. One. Yeah. that's a yeah. I don't know. Roller. You guys might know that. I don't even. I have yeah. no idea. Okay, there's one that you guys don't know. Do you know your first CD or is that? Oh, you said it. You I do. Was... Mine's a classic. Yeah, my first CD is Dookie. Dookie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 You can't go wrong with that as your first CD. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You? Um, it was TLC, the okay. one with waterfalls on it. I don't with know what the name of it is. But... Crazy, sexy, cool. Oh, look at that. Good nice. job. Anywho, I yeah. got it for like my. 12th birthday or something and my friend's older sister was there and my mom had no idea what the cd was and my friend's older sister was like uh you shouldn't let her listen to that cd so they took it from me and then they listened to the cd and i was only allowed to listen to like four songs on the whole cd oh they would like keep it all right and i was only allowed to listen to it like with them around, and I was only allowed to listen to four songs. Wow. Do they know some of the stuff you listen to now? Mm, no. <laughs> no, I'm sure they don't. <laughs> Mine was Pink Floyd, and I bought it with my first CD player, but it was so clear. CDs, compared to anything we had, right, was so clear. I definitely remember using the hand-me-down, the first portable CD player you had. Yep. I used that for a long time, and that thing was like a brick that... um you know, skipped if you sneezed, and <laughs> yeah. this is so bad. But I do remember that. We're talking about stereo systems now. So back then, the bigger the stereo system, the bigger the speakers, you know, mm-hmm. the cooler you were. But back then, the stereo the systems cost. were like a centerpiece of a living room. They were. Yeah. Like it was yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Back My, in the album days, sorry, Teresa, no, back, in the, back in the album days when I was first buying the 10 for a penny, hmm. mom and dad had the thing in the center of the, you know, wherever they had it, whether it was in the dining room or whatever, it was this big wooden thing and it was there for everybody. And that's when I was doing my homework, I would listen to Kiss Alive or I would listen to my Nazareth album or whatever it was at the time. And I had to turn it way down because I didn't have any headphones at that <laughs> point in time. So, but you know, you go from there to now, I mean, not now, but yeah. I mean, you know, 10 years ahead, you know, in the, in the early eighties and it was, the systems were huge. Yeah. Yeah. My aunt and uncle had this gigantic system and it had, um, 500 CDs and I remember being wow. fascinated by it and they had like books of like CD holders, but they would just put the the booklets in there so you could just flip through and know which one you wanted to listen to and then you just put in the number and it would flip to that cd oh that's fancy awesome. i know awesome. i was always super fast i remember the speakers that were like as big as coffee tables oh yeah, absolutely half <laughs> yeah. as tall as you when i was traveling on the road as a musician of course we had a pa system which is a little bit bigger than the stereo system but it took a whole van to carry that everything you have right here that we're recording this podcast with would have would do that now would done it would have yeah. done it just pretty much, you know, just mm-hmm. a small set of speakers that fill the same kind of room. Uh, now, what is the format? Let's let's uh, let's give you guys a floor for a minute and talk about the formats. I've, I've hogged so it. So now a it's bit. all all digital, all digital, but I think um, it's been a long time coming. Like yeah. now, it's digital. That's a standard. You have your Spotify subscription or Apple mm-hmm. Music. Things just streaming. Streaming, you yes. Stream, it yeah. doesn't get any easier now, and I really think that I'm gonna go on my old man soapbox here. I don't think these damn kids are going to appreciate their music like we did. No, you had to work for You had that. to work for it yeah. when we were kids. And now it's just you mm-hmm. have your $10 a month subscription. Right. You have anything you want. But I think it was a long way coming. Um, I grew up on CDs. I had CD mm-hmm. wallets and all that stuff. And then when I was probably 12, 13-ish, that's when it began to go digital with the, is it like the MP3 age. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and MP3. <laughs> yeah, there you MP3s, go. you can't skip those. Um, and I remember... 
the first job I ever had was lawn mowing, but like legit lawn mowing. Like it was for a guy that had his little company. And I saved my money all summer long to buy one of the very first MP3 players. And uh, it was the most inefficient, stupid purchase that you could have ever made. Is, is I paid the early adapter fee for all you guys on the, the digital media. I bought this MP3 player that came with a, um, I don't even remember the size of the disc that it came with, but it held about 10 songs. So I spent about oh. $300 oh, for wow. this MP3 player that held about 10 songs. So less than a CD. Wow. Um, but that was the, the dummy price for being an early adapter. And you let him do that, Ken? Where were you? He earned it himself. That's yeah. funny. And then we'll You've always the been like that, though. I, like, I've always been an early adapter. Yeah. So, yeah, then then it was all digital, right? And then we went through the pirating age. <laughs> I mean, I think some people are still in the pirating age, but uh, Spotify. Are you looking at me? Are you looking right at I'm me? I'm looking right at you. I know. Uh, <laughs> you taught your, me. With your fire stick. Do you My hear that, FBI? And, yeah. uh, Pirates Bay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, even then you're skipping ahead. Pirates Bay is when things got easy. Yeah, Napster. Um, back in the day, it started with Napster, you know, the whole Lars Ulrich thing mm-hmm. from Metallica um, becoming a big deal. And then from there, it got even worse, though, with things like LimeWire and mm-hmm. Kazaa, where you'd go in and download I the single Kazaa. file of every mm-hmm. song and then give your computer AIDS and catch it on fire <laughs> and just destroy the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's yeah. true. Kelly has taught me how to steal music over the years. I can't judge you. Um, pirating music got me through high school. I was burning CDs, yes. five bucks each. Who, yes, you who were. needs the latest uh, Limp Bizkit CD? Come on up. There you go. Five bucks. I'm there here. You go. <laughs> got to pay off that $300 bill of that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that summer that I, that I spent that I was trying to get ahead of everybody. But see, I think that was my investment into the future, right? I don't think if that first MP3 player would have got any hits, we wouldn't have iPods and iPhones. Yeah. It's true. It, it was the start yeah. of something. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. I think that kind of tech was the start of where we're at today. Where now, that's where I was talking about people not being able to appreciate music, right? You were able to talk about all these albums that we love because of how hard we had to work to get them, whether working your job and getting the money to buy this one album or <laughs> screwing over Columbia House, whatever you had to do, we had to work for it. And now we have every single song ever in right. our pocket. But I also notice. I also think though that that um, it what we have now uh, gives lots of people who wouldn't have had an opportunity back when we were younger the opportunity to be heard and seen and like um, some people might not have gotten a shot that are famous and you know that maybe wouldn't have been if it wasn't for that fact that everything is available now. I would go the other direction and say that I think too many people have gotten a shot because <laughs> of it. Okay, another thing that I wanted to talk about real quick on albums. Well, sure, records um, are one of the, the first times. I mean, it was probably about eight years ago now. It was one of the times I was, oh, this, this old guy might know some stuff. Um, I got my first record player once I started buying vinyl again. I actually started collecting vinyl for all the CDs that I always loved before I actually had a record player. I remember I got a record player and I was having issues with it and I called you and I was like, this thing just skips and skips and skips and for no reason. He's like, oh, well, you need to put some pennies on it. I was like, what <laughs> the hell are you talking about? 
threw a couple pennies on there. And to this day, I, the reason I remember to bring that up is the record player right now. I noticed there's actually a beer cap upside down <laughs> with two bolts sitting in it. Oh, there you go. You ever put any pennies in your uh, needle? I did. Yep. It was, uh, again, you'd want to keep it from skipping. So you'd do whatever you could, you know, depending on, because some of the albums that you that you would get would be kind of wavy. So Oh, wavy ones. Some, I forgot about yeah. that. Well, it's the thickness. Right, because now they sell. When you're buying vinyl, you can buy it at different different prices, and that's the quality of the record, like the thickness of the the album. You can get them now that are super thin and like you can like wavy, and you can get them that are like hard plastic. Mm. That's the quality. Ours was more like what rear window you forgot it in in your car, <laughs> and different things like that that would do it. We had another format. There was a uh, TV channel called MTV. What they stand for, Chuck? Music TV, and they actually played videos. Oh, that's a channel that has uh, TRL, right? Real World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all those. Yeah. Everything but videos now. Anything yeah. but a video. They used to play music when we were younger, but it wasn't like they wouldn't even play a full video. They would like count down the music and they'd play half the video and then they'd skip to the next one. Yeah, when yeah. when we were growing up, they they were still playing some music. They had things like TRL. That was a huge pop yeah. culture thing. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the day and at night, like late at night, they were still playing music. Um, they had you remember Beavis and Butthead? Oh yeah, that oh, was. Yeah primarily a music video tv show like mm-hmm. is the, the idiots talking on the couch but then they'd play music videos okay um so when we were kids it was still music television to an extent but that's when you know the the good real world was coming on with like puck on it and all oh, that yeah. crazy stuff oh, yeah. i do remember that um so there was still music going on there and um and we saw there's vh vh1 no vh1 and so we still saw a little bit of that mm-hmm. they coined a term a vj instead of a dj VJ? Mm-hmm. a vj right. carson yes. daly carson daly <laughs> yes. martha quinn yeah and they are all on the classic station on Sirius XM now. Are they really? Yes. So oh, I yeah. listen to them all the time, and it's just like I'm living in the 80s again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I of never course, left. the music is <laughs> still, yeah. still there, too. How, how did our uh, music become the classic station? That's what I want to know. I know. You know, when somebody says, stop living in the past, I say, but the music was so much better back then. You know? That's right. And That's kind of I mean, everybody has today. an opinion. Doesn't I, make it right. <laughs> yeah. Because we did talk about formats. We didn't say if we was at odds or not, though. we got to figure this out real quick on the formats. Are we at odds? Chuck, did the boomers have it better with format? I would say so. As far as it wasn't easy to get the music, but, um, you know, and I kinda, I'm kind of grateful for that these days yeah. uh, just because it's so easy. But I think back then it was more of a, it was more of a journey. I like the nostalgia of it, like when I think back. Yeah, I you thought know, you was just calling me old when you no, said that. No, I like okay. to think back to, like, you know, when we were young, it makes it takes me back to my when I was a kid. The thing about it, like talking through it with you guys, that I can appreciate is that honestly, I don't think us up until the digital age, like LimeWire, I don't think it was too much different. I think that physical media was different, but I think how we consumed it, how we got it, was kind of the same. Um, I think now we're living in a different age, but I think the way we, we were talking about the way we appreciate the music, I think we're not at odds because I. Th- I think it was the same. I think your cases were bigger. Yeah, I, yeah, our cases was bigger. <laughs> I, I, I think we might have had a little bit better with when I went over talking about looking at the albums and stuff. 
we had that. You didn't get to appreciate that, which you are now. We a didn't bit of talk about it though, but we had CD booklets, and I consumed those CD booklets the same way you guys did the vinyl sleeves. That's true. Yeah, like there are so many CDs that I could tell you every picture that's on the next page. Yeah. That's how. I mean, this is still like I know it's hard to see, but back when I was big into music, we didn't have Google like we have now. Like it's weird to think that, but we didn't. So like what I knew about the bands, how I knew what the bands looked like. Who I knew where my people were, it was through the CD booklets. I specifically remember, um, like, you know, you were talking about Google. I specifically remember when I got the NSYNC's album that I went through. You were destined. I know. (laughs) You and Kelly. I know. I went through and listened to the album over and over and over again and wrote down the lyrics as I was listening to it. And obviously when I got to the end, I knew all the lyrics, but like that's like what I did you don't you can't just google the lyrics like you can now I appreciate where music the format went to this point I spend many a Friday nights instead of going out with my iPad mirrored up to the TV super easy do two hours of just playing video after video after video that's called a YouTube hole you know that right yes it is (laughs) you know that's a format that we didn't talk about because I think that's a valid format these days because I know exactly what you're talking about I we have spent nights Mm -hmm. at home and our drinking night is turning on one YouTube video of a 20-year-old music video and just watching what it links to for three hours while we're drinking. Um, I think that's a way to consume it the same way now. That's one of my favorite nights when we do that. And I've used it. And I've used that for shows, YouTube and different things. That's how Chuck was on stage with Elvis Glasses. Singing was something that I'd gotten on YouTube and when I'd go out and do comedy shows and Things like that. And, and now you can see there. me when I'm in Key West, me and my wife, your sister. When we're in Key West, you can see us playing with a band down in Key West. You know that well. makes you a little bit creepy, right? True. Yeah, that, that is. <laughs> yes, that's, that's we all know his creeper status. <laughs> <laughs> it's talked Very about high. on every, every if podcast. If you are in a bar and a vacation destination, Ken Hyde is watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was watching us when we were on vacation. I just deleted all the photos that I was sending you while you was on a cruise ship. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Walking be... through the hallways. Yeah. <laughs> Walking through the hallways. No. <laughs> Kelly kept saying, uh, we got to go We gotta go out here so my dad can see us. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Key West, and I had you guys watching me in a bar watching a band. Coming by and it was still creepy. It is creepy, but <laughs> yeah, you were the fun. creeper that time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is it no. a creeper if you're calling us and telling <laughs> right, us right. to do it? No. <laughs> And you do it, and you're waving. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what Dub and Chuck was doing is they would tell me where they're at. I would turn on the cameras, could never find them, because they was telling me where they was at as they was moving to another bar. That was pretty, pretty wild. We, we did not know that at was the time. probably yeah. intentional. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. So who's going to call Ken? I'm not. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, formats. I, I am thankful that we had what we had, and it's going back to that, seems like. Yes. Somewhat. A little bit. I'm also thankful of where it's at now, but I still think we had a little bit better only because of the things that we had offered up to us because things wasn't so readily available that we had to search it out through an album. Or as you said, you remembered setting at the radio listening for a song. Yeah. Was you waiting to tape it? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I would I turn this, I would turn it on and listen for an hour sometimes yeah. to to get it. 
Right. You know, because it would get to a point where you'd hear the countdowns or whatever, so you'd know almost the time of night. Like, it's getting close to where they're going to play that song. So you Sometimes. Kinda, right. Or sometimes you would miss it, and then you would push it, and you miss the first, you know, 15 seconds or whatever. Or they'd lie and say it's going to be the next song, and it was like the next 15 minutes later. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Mm-hmm, I but what else we had, though, that us boomers had, is you could call in and request a song, and they would that. actually play it. Yeah. Uh, when I think that you were just lucky because you was asking for a popular song because they went to a strict format oh, really? of these songs. And I, rem- yeah, I, remember. I would believe that, though, because yeah. we would have been asking for the popular songs. Yeah, Yeah, because yeah, if you asked for an obscure song, it wasn't going to show up. But in our day, we could. Wouldn't you agree with that, Chuck? Yes. So I think that covers the format end of it. Okay, to wrap this up, again, I appreciate you guys being here. I think when we went format, I think we can all say that we are not, not at, at odds. odds.